Hey guys, this is the October 23rd, 2022 Weekly Crime Roundup. This week we start with a case that's been covered pretty heavily in the news, and it all centers around a 45-year-old father, Anthony John Graziano, who shot and killed his estranged wife, Tracy Martinez, on Monday, September 26th in the city of Fontana, California. Family members told investigators that Martinez and Graziano had been going through a divorce. After killing his wife, Graziano subsequently took off with the couple's daughter, Savannah, prompting an Amber Alert. Now, the police at this time appealed to the public for information on the whereabouts of the Grazianos and for a white 2017 Nissan Frontier pickup truck. They warned the public that Graziano was considered armed and dangerous. The following day, on September 27th, a 911 caller reported seeing a Nissan Frontier matching the description of the one Graziano had been reported in, near Barstow. Authorities said a pursuit began and Graziano fired multiple shots out of the vehicle's rear window towards police. With multiple shots being fired, including shots hitting the windshield of patrol cars, a firefight ensued. The truck would inevitably come to a stop with the passenger of the vehicle exiting. Now, the passenger was wearing tactical gear, including a carrier plate and a helmet, the passenger starts at this time running towards the sheriff's deputies and would eventually go down during the gunfight. The passenger was later identified as 15-year-old Savannah Graziano. She was taken to the hospital where she passed away from her injuries. At this time, it's unsure of whether it was her father's gunfire or the police's gunfire that killed her. Anthony Graziano was also killed at the scene and his body was located within the truck. This case is already raising some eyebrows. So, was Savannah abducted by her father or did she go with him willingly? That's probably the number one question. There's not an answer to that as of yet, but it's important to note that Savannah did willingly decide to live with her father about a month ago. They'd been staying at hotels and camping at nearby parks before Anthony gunned down his wife on the 26th. The second biggest concern is who killed Savannah. It seems as if she was running towards the police, probably for safety given that she was wearing tactical gear. However, according to a video by Sheriff Shannon Dacus released by the San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department, he stated that Savannah participated in the shooting at deputies with her father. But also, a preliminary investigation by the department found that the girl was unarmed when she exited the truck. This was reported by the LA Times. Additionally, Sheriff Dacus himself stated that only one gun was recovered, and that was an AR-15 located inside the truck with Anthony Graziano. So if Graziano was shooting the police with his AR-15, then how could Savannah have been shooting at the police as well? Who knows? Either way, this is definitely a story that I'm going to keep my eye on. The next story here is pretty awful, so just a trigger warning that if talking about child or infant death is triggering for you, please fast forward or exit the episode. A verdict was reached in the case of Taylor Renee Parker. She was indicted by a grand jury last year for capital murder in connection for the brutal death of 21-year-old Reagan Hancock, who was murdered while eight months pregnant with her daughter. The baby girl, who is named Braxlin, also died during the horrific attack. Just a quick overview of the case if you're not familiar. Reagan was found dead in her home in October 2020 after Parker allegedly cut the infant out of Reagan's womb and then fled with the baby. 
Reagan was brutally murdered, with over 100 lacerations mostly to her head from stabbing and due to a hammer. Her three-year-old daughter was also found at the scene. Thankfully, she was alive. The infant, however, as I mentioned, did not make it. Allegedly, Parker had told her boyfriend that she was pregnant and carried through with the facade for nearly nine months. All the while, she was scoping out and stalking pregnant women, trying to find someone vulnerable enough that she could eventually overtake and kidnap a baby. Her internet search history revealed a lot of damning information during the trial, including how to perform a C-section. On October 3rd, a Texas jury found Parker guilty of capital murder, and she is facing the death penalty, pending the sentencing phase, scheduled to begin on October 9th. This case is about as horrific as you can get. Since it's still in the process, we'll definitely be keeping you updated on what happens. Alright, our next case here comes to us from Massachusetts. So, on Friday, September 30th, authorities responded to a welfare check and reports of a fire at a Cape Cod home. Upon arrival, they saw a man standing outside of the home with a fire burning on the front lawn. After some time on the scene, the responders realized that it was a body that was burning in the yard. At this realization, the male subject standing outside ran into the home and barricaded himself inside of the house. At that point, a SWAT team was called to the home and they were able to apprehend 34-year-old Adam Howe. The body on fire at the home was that of his mother, 69-year-old Susan Howe. After investigators spoke with some of his family members, Adam was set to undergo a mental health evaluation. According to the Bristol County Sheriff's Office, Adam Howe was taken by Massachusetts State Police to Cape Cod Hospital for a psychiatric evaluation. They cleared him at the hospital and he was returned to custody on Saturday afternoon. Once he was in jail, the officials put him into clothing specifically designed for at-risk prisoners. He was also assigned a security watch and this essentially means that an officer will do a visual check on him every 15 minutes. Between watches, however, the officers found Adam Howe unresponsive in his cell. An ambulance was called and he was rushed to the hospital where he would eventually be pronounced dead on Sunday, October the 2nd. It's believed that he intentionally choked himself on a piece of wet toilet paper. The last two cases for today are both missing persons cases out of Georgia. 17-year-old Yaren Katuri has been missing since last Wednesday, September the 28th. He was last seen around 8 a.m. in Douglasville, Georgia, which is just about 20 miles west of Atlanta. A car he was known to drive was found at Arbor Place Mall. His parents thought he was heading to school on Wednesday morning, and he was last seen on that day at the 5800 block of Chapel Village Court. According to his father via Fox 5 Atlanta, he noted that his son had recently battled depression and suicidal ideation. He had texted some of his friends, stating that he was sorry and that he was tired of life. Also, 48 hours before he went missing, his family had been trying to check him into a mental health facility. The facility, however, turned him away because they were at capacity. Yaren is described as a black male who stands 5 feet 10 inches tall and weighs about 123 pounds. He has black hair and brown eyes. He was last seen wearing a white NASA hoodie. If anyone has any information about where Yaren could be, please call Douglasville Detectives at 678-923-1823 or email gibbsb 
at douglasvillega.gov. That's Gibbs, G-I-B-B-S-B, at douglasvillega.gov. Our second case comes to us from Clayton County, Georgia. A Clayton County Police Department is looking for 16-year-old Syriana Gregg. She went to her school bus stop on Monday, September 26th, but she never made it to school. According to 11 Alive News, officers were called out to a home on East Myers Drive in Morrow, Georgia, on Tuesday when she was reported missing. A Maddie's call was issued for Syriana. For reference, a Maddie's call is an emergency missing alert for disabled and elderly persons. This alert is an investigative tool that can be activated only by local law enforcement. Syriana has been diagnosed with multiple mental illnesses which prompted the alert. She was last seen wearing a multicolored pullover jacket and black cargo pants. She's described as a black young woman having black hair, brown eyes, weighing 96 pounds, and 5 foot 4 inches tall. Anyone with information on Syriana Gregg's whereabouts are asked to contact the Clayton County Police Department at 770-477-3550. That's a wrap for this week, guys. I'll be back next week for more weekly crime updates, but I'll also be keeping an eye on these stories as well. So if there are any development in these cases, I'll be sure to discuss those in upcoming episodes. So be sure to always check out the show notes or the description box if you're interested in a particular case. As always, if you'd like to support this podcast, please rate and review. You can also follow our social media pages at Instagram, Truly Atrocious Pod. TikTok, Truly Atrocious, and Twitter, at Truly Atrocious. And be sure to subscribe and follow for the latest episode drop. See you guys soon.